Hey, welcome everybody to another edition of Faith Greater Than Fear. My name is Mike Schrage, president of GMPI, Good News Productions International here in Joplin, Missouri. And this is going to be a fresh edition, new interview with some new people who love the Lord and they are from Lubbock, Texas. We are excited every time to bring you one of these because we hear firsthand what God's doing in other people's lives. And so today it's with a real honor and privilege that I want to introduce to you, first of all, uh, Rick Bimbo from Lubbock, Texas. Rick, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. And has uh, with him Lauren Hayes, who I think your title is communications manager. Is that correct, Lauren? Yes, that's right. All right. So uh, we want to just have some time to just visit with the two of you. Faith greater than fear is how people of faith, like the both of you, are learning in this season of COVID, what God's doing and so forth. And so for our listeners, I thought, Rick, we'd start with you to just give us a little background of yourself, your family, and where your expertise for years has lied. Okay, well, thank you for that. Um, so Beanbow Homes in Lubbock, Texas, was founded in 92 by myself and my dad, Ron. Dad had been a real estate guy his whole life, my whole life too, of course, doing apartments and motels and development like that, uh, mostly very deal-oriented, not companies with lots of employees. And uh, he went broke in 1984, really lost everything, um, including my mom, got divorced from my mom, I didn't see her for about 10 years. In fact, after that, I was 19 years old and going to Texas Tech University here in Lubbock, or I was supposed to be going to Texas Tech University. I, I wasn't doing that very well. I was kind of busy flunking out, actually. So it worked out well for him. He didn't have any money to keep paying for tech and seemed like I didn't have a commitment to academics at that point. So I got a job in the software business in Lubbock, uh, and he ran away from home, as he likes to say moved off to California and uh, I just had to get a job. And the truth was that I knew though that that job on some level was temporary because my dad, an entrepreneur my whole life had always inspired me and really excited about the way he did things. I went to work with him as a kid and work for him even as a teenager. And so I just always knew from a young age that I would be in some kind of business in the marketplace on my own someday. But I took a job uh, at a software company for a few years. And then in about 1990, I left and started building some homes. I always loved building as a kid. Blocks were my favorite toy. And so I started building a few homes for an investor. Um, and I think it was in 1991, something like that. And I finished up some homes for her. And she was kind of moving on to something else, some other investment. I built her 10 homes. And I knew it was time for this little craft that I had to become a real business and take it into the marketplace full blast. But I knew I didn't have everything I needed or maybe every one that I needed. I felt like I needed somebody else with me. And dad is who I thought. I called dad in California and said, dad, move back to Lubbock. Um, I've built a few homes now. I'm ready to do this. Let's, let's do this together. You come sell them and I'll build them. And we're going to have amazing affordable homes in Lubbock and he agreed and he moved to Lubbock uh, within a few months April of 92 we started together and you know dad had grown up in the church um, he liked to say in his little town of Tatum New Mexico that 
anytime the doors were open to the little Baptist church there, his mama had him there. And uh, he raised me the same way um, as a kid. But the truth was, church was really a social thing. And neither one of us knew a dang thing about God or knew God at all, really. And so the next thing that he said to me when we got together in April of 92 to start this business was a little surprising. He said, Rick, um, you know, the first time around, I, I just did not do things the way God would have liked for me to do them, I think. He said, I think I was building my kingdom. And this time around, I don't want to do that, he said. He said, what would you think if we have some success, could we honor God in this business? And I didn't know anything about God and really didn't know how he would fit into this. And I actually didn't think dad did either. So I, I said, dad, what are you talking about? I'm not sure even what you mean. And he said, well, I don't know that I know either, but maybe if we make some money, we give it away to, to ministries around the world. Um, you know, I don't know. We just, let's honor God. What do you think about that? And I had to think about it for a minute, but then I agreed. I said, okay, that, that, I'll, I can go along with that. Maybe God can help us, I remember thinking to myself. I told Dad, I bet we could build 50 homes a year. To us, that was an amazing number. And we that's what we set off to do. But I love that Dad really, in that early moment, um, influenced me in a big way. He, he talked me into agreeing to invite God into this thing, even on a small level. And God met us right there where we were, two guys that didn't know diddly about him, but we went on a journey with God that we've been on for 29 years. And it's been an amazing journey that God has taken us on. And today with about 300 employees and we build about 50 homes a week now in this business. And you know, dad and I, dad's 80 years old. He retired in December, uh, this past December, retired from the company. And so We've been reminiscing, you know, a little bit, he and I, over some Chick-fil-A ice cream. We like to do that. And just a couple of days ago, we were saying again to each other, can you believe what God has done? Because we had such a puny little dream. Um, and aren't we glad that I always say to each other that God gave us his dream, not our little dream? Because um, it's been a blessing and an amazing thing all these years. Um, we've been blessed to build something over 12,000 homes um, in West Texas. We have, a, these days, the home building business is not the only business we have. We have a, a natural farm and a tile company and an event center where people get married. And uh, this event center on our campus is where my daughter was married. Um, and so it's it's been an amazing ride and God has just provided for us wildly all the time and, and really changed our view entirely of our faith in the marketplace. He's shown us that we are a ministry of God's in the marketplace, much more than just a business, that we are truly God's ministry in the marketplace that builds homes and, and, and raises chickens and eggs and um, has a wedding venue and tile company. And so we just get to do lots of amazing things because God says that we should do them. Amen. Well, what I heard there in that, quick uh, overview is number one, Rick, there's um, some running that happened. There were some failures that happened, but there was a lot of redemptiveness that God put in uh, place. And that as a result of it, you're blessing lots of people with affordable homes. You're able to be generous 
And then we're going to get into the next part is the lessons you've learned that along the journey of the staff that you have accumulated in Beatonville Homes, 300 and some so forth, is the keys to development inside the marketplace, new leadership, and people that are working not just for a paycheck, but are working for the King of Kings and developing them as followers of Christ and helping them in some cases even start their own companies. So you're kind of catalytic in that. Um, not sure whether you want to address what kingdom at, at work is there, Rick, or if Lauren wants to go ahead and take a stab at sharing a little bit more about the next phase of ministry there. Go ahead, Lauren. Yes, I'd love to. So, um, you know, Rick just talked through kind of how the Lord just step by step guided them and how to love people well um, within the company. And so I can just start and say, I've seen that firsthand because I've received it. Um, I started with the company nine and a half years ago. And I remember being so nervous, you know, starting a new job. And on the first day, it was dark outside because it was January when I started, but I could see Gina, my manager, waiting for me at the front door. And I immediately felt I was going to be okay and I was going to be taken care of. And that's been true each day that I've been here. Um, I've felt loved. Um, when we talk about a relational style of leadership, it's true. I've experienced it. Um, Gina and I, we meet regularly. We have something in our company called one-on-ones um, where a leader meets with their team member. Everyone in our company does them. And so through that, you know, I, she's who, when I've had personal um, struggles or personal successes, I actually, after my husband, I like to tell her first because I know how much she cares about me. Um, and so that was just kind of lived out over time. And really in, I guess, 2016, uh, when Rick gave leadership of the company to um, a new generation, really, of leaders, that's kind of when Keenum at Work became formal, um, formalized, and kind of there was kind of a strategic effort of what we had been learning and sharing with others here and there um, really became formalized and into um, what it is today, even though the Lord is, is showing us new things every day. Um, but Kingdom Network really focuses on, on business leaders who are believers, but who are wanting to bring their faith into business and not compartmentalize their lives. And so we seek to equip those business leaders. We have workshops and different one-day events um, where we share what we've learned, successes, failures, um, but just hopefully to ignite those business leaders to want to go back to where they are and in their own way, uh, bring the kingdom into the marketplace through their influence. I love the title. Uh, I've been to one of your workshops um, and have been thoroughly blessed. And if I may, what it sounds like are the crucibles of relational leadership development inside of Beatbo Homes got to where we want to, now that we've got some other time with Rick, his lovely wife, Holly, and others, to share those principles out of that crucible that then can be empowering to other business leaders. And just the key genius of saying, okay, it's not just for us to be Christian in how we do our ethos and how we do our 
authentic integrity field job, but to in the process bring people along who will see that and also become more developed in their closeness to God and understand that their skills is their worship, their skills are their calling and those kind of things. And so um, Rick unpacked just a little bit of what Kingdom at Work has. I know it's your passion uh, and that of your lovely wife as well and others. Um, what you're seeing God unfold, uh, and I think just in a timely way post-COVID. Well, you know, Kingdom at Work is a, in some ways has been our lifestyle for 29 years, right? Um, and it was an opportunity a few years ago to start sharing that with other business leaders that that really awakened that fully. And so what I love is, you know, Lord has been here a while uh, serving in our business, in the middle of our business, actually leading marketing efforts for, for the home building company, Beaten Bell Homes. And uh, she may have been ministered to early on, you know, as, a, as an employee, but then she picked that up herself and has been a fine leader for us, loving and caring for her team and sharing that and really living that out. And for the last years until the last few months where we invited her to come over and join us in Kingdom at Work. And now she gets to share what she knows, first that she experienced and then that she shared that experience with other employees and led them in the same way, now she gets to share that with other business leaders and invite them to do that differently. And what a what a blast that has been and is to do. You know, this uh, we can we're only fearful if we don't recognize that God is on His throne. You know, um, our faith should lead because we know God is there, and we're not. We have to deal with the daily circumstances of whatever comes, but we just don't have to be fearful about it. Um, I'll tell you a quick story about that. In April of last year, as this thing was awakening, you know, COVID really was awakening and becoming everybody's consciousness. We actually, a group of us, our leaders had been on a, on a little retreat in Israel and we got home on uh, March 9th and by the end of March, you know, this thing was a mess. We just barely got back into the country before Israel closed the borders. Um, and right away, we began to wonder what kind of impact this was going to have on our business. With a couple of hundred employees at the time, we made a commitment as a board, a leadership team, that we were going to try to preserve our cash, not buy anything that we didn't have to buy. Um, our cash, preserve our cash for, for as long as we could so that we could employ people for as long as we possibly could because we could see shutdowns coming. And at the time, we did not know that, you know, ultimately the construction business would be declared a necessary business. But in those early days, we didn't know what they were going to be. And uh, I remember that the relief, the payroll protection plan came out in April. You may remember. And um, the government was proposing to, to give you two or three months of payroll. And as long as you employed everybody, they would make that grant. It would be a loan initially. And I remember that we were kind of adverse to, to borrowing. And so we immediately didn't want to have anything to do with that. But my banker called me one weekend and said, hey, this is for you. You should do this. You should borrow money. It's going to turn into a grant. And I remember thinking to myself, Lord, is this you bringing this 
to my uh, conscience right now? Is this, is this how you're going to provide for us? And so I called the three or four of our other board members, um, and we all committed over the weekend to pray and ask the Lord what we should do. And we'd get together early on Monday morning and decide whether or not we would we would accept this loan. If, if this is what God wanted, this is how he's going to provide for us. And so we made that agreement on Monday morning. We all got together. And this is, I believe, what it looks like for God to lead this business and to lead his leadership team. Because we all came together and it was early in the morning and we were looking around at each other, wondering what the Lord might have said to the others. We all knew what the Lord had said to us. And in short order, we discovered that the Lord had said the same thing to each one of us, mm -hmm. that we should not take that loan, that the loan is not evil or bad, but that God was going to provide for us. And he told me specifically he was going to provide for us in the way he normally did through our business that we were going to be able to operate, that we were going to be able to build homes and sell homes and close homes and that we would have everything we needed, that he was with us. And that was such peace for me and all the rest of our leaders on that team had heard the same thing from the Lord. And we know with a bunch of strong personalities, anytime all of us know and have the peace in that moment, that, that that's a miracle, right? We're, we're a bunch of, you know, high opinion Folks, you know, and so what a blessing it was. And sure enough, it turned out to be the best year in the history of our company. And today, everybody knows in the home building business that, not, that 2020 was, you know, just an amazing year for home building, uh, unprecedented volume. But we didn't know that in April of 2020, unless God told you, and He told us that He was going to provide for us and that we should just keep going. And I think there's how we wrestle this faith versus fear. Let's trust the Lord. Let's ask the Lord. Let's hear from him. Let's let him lead us. And then there's no fear. Uh, we didn't have a, another another minute of fear that year after we all heard that. And I'm just reminded and reminding all of us that God knows what's going to happen. And talking to him and, and being in close proximity to him is the secret to being faithful, not fearful. Yeah, good, good words and serving a good God. Lauren, tell us a minute for viewers who are um, small business owners and or the employees of small businesses, the lessons you've learned and curated in your own heart through the years of Beaten Bow and then now you've transferred over to Kingdom at Work. And uh, particularly maybe thinking through the ones that would really be most applicable now post-COVID to, again, those small business owners, those employees of small businesses, as we look at a post-COVID 2021 mm -hmm. living time, mm -hmm. what would you learn? What would you want them to take away? Sure. Two things come to mind right off the bat and, and they connect. Um, but very early on, um, Holly, Rick's wife, always um, talks about just always having open hands and that sometimes the Lord is going to pour in um, and give us more. And then sometimes he's going to take away, but that we never hold tightly to whatever it is, whether the role or, or the situation or whatever, but that we always leave our hands open um, because we know that he's in control. Yeah. And so I've heard that. But actually, last year in the middle of COVID, got to experience it. So I was on the 
the marketing team at the time I was the director of sales support. So I worked with sales coaches, marketing and connections. And we had a big restructure and the marketing team was consolidated and my position changed um, pretty drastically. And so, and some of that was due to um, maybe just some mis- just shortcomings or mistakes that I had um, made. And, and I totally own those, but I found myself, I had a much smaller territory um, of leadership than what I'd had before. And, you know, some of my, just to be honest, some of my first thoughts after that happened were, what are people going to think about me? And man, I'm going to make less money. And then I immediately realized I felt the Lord lovingly, not not condemning, but lovingly just reminding me my identity is in him. And I thought about the open hands and how sometimes he gives and sometimes he takes away. And so I'm so thankful now, kind of when we have the opportunity to look back just for for that period of refinement, um, that someone was honest and truthful of areas where I needed to grow. Uh, because that's truly loving someone. So one, I'm thankful for that, even though those are always hard to hear in the moment. Um, I'm thankful for that, that failure of getting to rely on the Lord more. Um, And then even seeing, you know, there were things that I did on the sales side that I thought after the restructure, I thought, well, I I probably won't do that again. And then when this Keenum at work position kind of came open, I realized some of what I had learned and been doing in sales support actually applies in my role at Kingdom at Work. And I felt the Lord just ever so gently saying, nothing is nothing I do ever goes to waste. Nothing in your life, when you don't understand it or when it seems like it's a hardship, he's still using all of that um, for his glory. And so that, that happened all during COVID. It wasn't directly really related to COVID. But when I think of 2020, I think of that. And so I think that's probably what I would say to a leader or a team member, but just that to always keep those open hands and, and know that the Lord is, he's always working and he's always good, even when the hard times come and, and that, and that nothing, um, you know, goes to waste and he's working it all for our good. That might not mean promotion, but it's for our ultimate good of, I'm more solid in my faith now because of that. And so I know that was for, for my good. I don't know if it was stated quite like I'm going to say it, but something to the effect, don't let a good pandemic or a good tragedy or a good uh, emergency go to waste. Uh, <laughs> God never does. Uh, he is a multitasking God that is getting his will accomplished as well as getting us developed uh, at the same time. The longer I walk with God, the more I personally am more amazed at this. More than the resurrection, more than the incarnation, is the ability of an unbelievably powerful God to restrict himself by allowing me to have free will. And he's still able to get his will accomplished, even though 7 billion of us all run around (laughs) like little molecules with my own free will. And yet at the end of the day, he lets us all play in our sandbox. And yet he will still let us have free will, which makes us different than angels, but also still get his ultimate will done. I find that as more amazing than the incarnation and the resurrection of our Lord. That's just my 
time is going quick. Rick, in the minutes we got left, what would you say to our viewers is the lessons you've learned in leadership that you want to particularly highlight and encourage business owners and people in leadership today that God has put on your heart? Well, remember that we are, that I believe the calling to the marketplace is an apostolic calling. It, it's God sending us out. Um, and we must take our, our faith with us into those moments, right? And we must lead with faith and not fear. Um, we must love the people. And that's something God had to do in me. You know, we're sometimes as business owners, we're task oriented and we're focused on getting things done or amazing accomplishments. And what God wants us to do is have amazing relationships that he can work through and in. And that's the that's what you're going to want to be able to say at the end of your life is that you had amazing relationships and that God did a lot of work in you and through you with the people around you. And that is going to mean a lot more than whatever you wanted to accomplish or thought you should accomplish. And that legacy is the one you want to you want to you want to chase after. And God's presence his his manifest presence in your life trumps religion. I want a relationship with God where he and I talk through everything and I let him lead me. That's what I want when I'm 80 and I retire like my dad. Amen. Good words. And Lauren, to add, what would you want uh, from the vantage point. Thank you for sharing, first of all, some of the very transparent things. And that's, I know one of the things also that Kingdom at Work really encourages as leaders. Rick, you just illustrated, you got to be transparent, you got to be vulnerable, right? And so in that vulnerability that you just shared, Lauren, in your own journey in the last year, year and a half, and, and Rick did earlier with the whole thing with what are we going to do with taking the PPP or not? What would you say, Lauren, to our audience of lessons you've learned and want to encourage post-COVID um, in 2021 for our listeners? Mm. I think I've seen here over the years and experienced personally that God is interested in every detail of life. And, and I've learned that I can take every aspect of work to him um, and that he wants to be involved and he wants to lead um, and that my calling to be in the marketplace um, is is just as high as, as those in ministry, um, which is also a wonderful calling. My husband is a pastor. And so, um, but just walking in confidence of that, of knowing that um, the Lord wants to guide my every business decision. Um, I mean, how amazing. We talked about all the people on earth that even with all the people, he still cares about a little home builder um, in West Texas and yeah. a little organization called Kingdom at Work that he wants to work in that. And so I think there's comfort in that um, of knowing that, you know, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in me and it is wanting to work in our business. Um, and so we're not alone in living out faith um, at work. And so I, I find that um, tremendously comforting. And I think I've also seen here more than anywhere just when there is a question or there's an uncertainty, I've learned that I've seen leaders say, well, let's just stop right now and pray about that. 
And I think kind of growing up, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to pray for you. And maybe I would remember and maybe I wouldn't. But I, I've learned now when there is a, a question or doubt, whether it's on a decision, monetary, monetary decision, a team member decision, but that just to stop and pray right, right then and there and ask the Lord for guidance and that he wants, he wants to give that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, if you're listening today uh, and you live in Texas and need a home, check out Beaten Boat Homes. Uh, if you need something to read, check out Rick and Holly's latest uh, things that they've written about. And if you are a business leader and need a just good shot in the arm with some of the things that uh, Rick and Lauren have just shared principles and, and love the one that you guys just shared about your business, your work is your calling. It's just as important as the man behind the pulpit, just as important as that Bible college professor. Uh, and so those principles, those truths uh, definitely get uh, highlighted at Kingdom at Work in some of those seminars. So you can get online there. Um, Lauren or, or Rick, any last words or any plug that you want to say for your next upcoming uh, seminar or anything like that before we finish up? Sure. Um, well, what you referenced earlier is our, our blog um, that people can find on kingdomatwork.com. And so we release new content and new learnings and new teachings um, twice a month. And then in October, uh, we have our next three-day workshop um, where we kind of unpack more of um, just principles of allowing God to lead us as a business, building a team, choosing a relational style. We kind of really walk through that in these workshops. Um, but you can also register for that event um, at kingdomatwork.com as well. Rick Beatonbow, Holly, thank you so much. Greetings to Holly, your lovely wife. Lauren Hayes, thank you for sharing and, and stepping in and doing a great job as well, sharing from your heart. So from all of us here uh, in Joplin, Missouri with GMPI, we want to thank all of you there uh, in Texas and Lubbock. And we want to invite you, if you've thought about or were touched in any way by this edition as you watch it, we probably can be pretty sure that someone else you know would love to as well. So forward it on. We also have a podcast version of this as well. In a couple of weeks, we'll have a curation of some of what we did in 2020 again. So we ask you to stay tuned for that edition. And then in a couple of weeks after that, have another fresh interview. So until next time, we invite all of you to please, please love the Lord with all your heart and may your faith be greater than your fear. God bless you. Amen. Bless you guys. Thank you. Thank you.